love the girls on the West Coast. Amen? You girls are awesome, and you're just a kid and fun and edgy, and I love that. So we're just glad to be here. And um, I was thinking about, you know, some of our team is not able to be here. What an honor it is for Dino and I, Pastor Greg and Debbie, to just be you guys' biggest cheerleaders. That's what we feel like we are. We love cheering you on and saying, you can make it, you can do it. And just, just know that the sky is the limit for you girls. So know that that's our job, and we love it, and we're honored to be a part of it. So I was so thrilled to have Elaine and Tina up here this morning, just talking to you a little bit about our women and all that we do. How many of you follow us on Instagram? Anybody? Okay, please, if you don't, it's at our women. And then my personal one, at Dylan Rizzo. Please follow that. We post great blogs. We just had one of Kate Summerall. So incredible. We do ministry spotlights. Crystal Whitlow is our last one. And I can't tell you how many girls. Because sometimes I wonder. Does anybody? You know, because you, you kind of compare it to the likes that you get. And you know, you can't do that. But, um, <laughs> so I'm like, Lord, you know, is it making a difference? And I have so many women tell me. You cannot imagine how much I needed that word from that pastor's wife or that encouragement of how she made it through or, or whatever that, that is in that um, devotion or blog or just information about her is so, so needful. So please make yourself available to that. We do hangouts on Facebook and do more of those. And then we're really excited about an email that we're about to start sending out quarterly where it's just going to be a great email of fun, not just ministry, but it will have ministry that we might show keep pair of shoes or keep half like doll wears. You know, just some fun. How many of you like stuff like that too? Yeah. yeah. And um, so we're excited about that. You'll be getting one of those um, probably in October. But you know, no matter what season you're in, I know there's women from all walks of life and different seasons that you're in. We want to be there for you, our women. You know, maybe you feel today um, you're learning how to be a wife and you're overwhelmed. You've got little babies at home in there. Maybe you're trying to find your role in the church. What is that? What does it look like for you? It's different for everyone. We want to come alongside you. And that's that's what we love to do at Art. We can't be everything, but we can come alongside and help to equip and give you tools and say, you can make it. Keep going. Amen. Don't give up. So that's what we're here to do today is just to come alongside with you some great women that are going to talk to you and give you great advice and Hopefully you can glean from this. How many of you received something from every speaker today? Yeah. And I think that's what we have to be as learners and open our hearts because these girls can have great, great things to share. But can I encourage you, one of the most important things I think you can do at a conference like this is to connect with other women. Yeah. You know, I would love for you to email me, connect with me, that's awesome. And some of the other leading wives, we want to be available to you. Who's going to get in the trenches with you? Some of the girls sitting right next to you, maybe behind you. You know, Zion and I were talking the other day. One of the biggest blessings that we were talking about is how she's connected with other art women pastors. And she said, it's just been a lifeline. And I thought, God, thank you for that. I didn't have that when we first started out. And you need it. So there's four people that maybe talk to me that get their numbers. Get their email addresses because you're going to need them, amen? And be that friend and be in their corner. So I'm excited today. We're not going to um, talk about any more arguments that we're going to get right into our panel. We've got some great, great ladies. I'm going to get them to join me on stage. Um, the first one we have is Wendy Treat. And I love this girl so much. We've got two women 
Um, I told her this. I told her this. I loved her from afar, but now I know her near, and I love her even more. Yeah. And how much does that say about Christmas? Yeah. Sometimes you can love them on a stage. Yep. You can love them watching them online. Yep. Things that they say they look so glamorous and so amazing, and this life that they live. She's the real deal. Yes. And I adore this lady. So she is amazing. She's here with us. Her and her husband. You heard her on the seven on seven when she wrote. Christian Faith Center in Seattle for over 35 years, and she's going to talk a little bit more about herself in a second. Then we have April Carter. So Yes, 
I mean, you know, why not? So she was in my job for the first year. And now we have three kids, and they're growing. And Tasha's CD, which you all should oh, get, it's just coming out this next week. So it's right here. It's not even out yet. You can only start. It comes out. When does it come out? Do you know? April. They do a, a thing next Thursday. Yeah, this probably next week. That's her daughter. This is her pal. Yeah, so it's like, we're, we're, she, they're just great. They're going to be, yeah, come on. Okay, did yeah. I say it wrong? No, no, no you right. said it really good. You said it good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, April Carter, Yakima, Washington, born and raised. Hey, uh, been married 18 years, pastoring 12 years. I've got a son that's 18 at Highlands College. It's, he just started a couple weeks ago. And then I have a 16 year old who uh, managed to total his car three weeks in a driving it. He's fine, I'm not. And we call him the middle for good reason. And then uh, I've got a 10 year old, uh, Dewey. Um, his real name's Amiri, but we call him Dewey. And he is the boss of the entire house. So, three sons. I'm the only girl. We like to keep it that way so I can be the, the queen of my home. And <laughs> three are coming. Three are coming. Yeah, so quick backstory, real quick. Uh, I got saved on a Sunday morning. Ironically, her husband happened to be in the town I was living in and oh preached a message. Oh, my God. Gave my Jesus that morning. Went home, so told my husband, freaking out, we've been married a couple years, I just graduated high school, and had to tell him about this experience I had in the morning. And then that night, he came back to that service in the evening, her husband was preaching again, Pastor Benny, and Mihan got saved. Oh, I can't day. take it! Yeah! That is unbelievable. I never knew that story. Yeah. 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 God is so cool. Yeah, that is yeah. so cool. Uh-huh. We're all Northwest girls. We are. I, I don't know. know. Yeah, so yeah. we're Wendy's and we're Northwest girls. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, yeah. We call ourselves the two Sometimes my husband asks me if I could please be Wendy Treat today. Oh, I love you a lot. <laughs> could you be Wendy Treat? That's She's so positive. She and is. And that's her. She is. Because yeah. yeah. I would love to be just. That is so. I don't take offense. I don't take offense. My name is Wendy Bress, my husband, um, and I have been pastors here uh, for uh, going on 15 years. We actually yeah, started the same year as wow. Judd and Lori, which is wow. kind of amazing. Wow. They're just a wonderful couple. We're super so blessed cool. to be able to do church um, in this valley with Central Christian. Wow. Yeah, really, really honored. They really raised the bar for all of us, so uh, very, very blessed. Um, my parents were pastors, so I grew up in a pastor's home. So I don't really know, you know, how to do really anything else yeah. except be in the ministry. So sometimes when people say, hey, do you like it? But I don't know anything else. This is all I've ever known my whole life. So it blends a unique perspective for sure. But just to be an encouragement to all of us moms, because if we're in here, we're probably in some type of ministry. And therefore, hopefully raising our kids in that ministry that your kids can grow up loving Jesus, loving the church, loving their pastors. Amen. And they they can just walk right through that um, completely in love with Jesus and never skip a beat. And I know that's testimony of myself and my brother. Yeah, yeah. Let me just say right off the bat, you know, none of these girls, myself, we don't come off to have all the answers. You know, we're just real and we're trying to make it. Yeah, our kids make it too. So, yeah, hopefully, something they say can just help you guys. But none of us are perfect, and none of us have all the answers. Amen. Okay, I know I've I've sat in your seats and I've looked up at these and thought, oh, they don't have any problems, but we all are in the same boat. Okay, yeah. You know, like I said, I've looked up to you and respected you for so long. I just think you're such an awesome woman of God. 
oh God, what is the best advice you think, because you've been in ministry a long time, um, that you could give to a new church planner's wife that you've learned along the best thing that you've learned that you help them? Right. Well, there, well, there's more than one best thing, too, because one thing, um, it, t- it takes me a gazillion years to figure certain things out. It just doesn't. It, everything yeah. doesn't come to be easy. I mean, I, I was raised in the pastor's home, but it's always different. Yeah. You know, it's different. It's you're married, you're now in charge. There's That's different so kind good. of things like that. Yeah. And I have found that. Um, the, the thing is, is that when men that are called to pastor basically have, let's call it, same type of strengths and giftings that they're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, they're always going to be the lead teacher. Right. They're, they're right, going right. to be, like, the lead organizer, coordinator, even if they have to find somebody else that helps them do that. But there, there's a kind of a similarity. So when all of our husbands get together, there, there's a lot of togetherness that they have the conversations with. But pastor's wives... We are not the same. Okay. There yeah. is just in this room, I would say, okay, what's your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite thing to do? What's your thing to do? And then we all judge it. Then we're, and, and women generally judge and feel bad anyway, right? So now we're not the same. You're so good. And so, but we're married, to, and they all get to talk, and we're all trying to figure out. Now, where do I fit? Right? You know? and, and how do I fit into this mix of this? But everybody in this room, you're gifting. Is different. So I did so say good. to my husband many times, you so should, I, okay, how many of you know Sharon Doherty? Anybody know Sharon yeah. Doherty? Anyway, mm-hmm. Sharon Doherty, they, they pastored in Tulsa, you know, and she's always happy. And I said, Casey, you should be married to Sharon Doherty today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really said that. That's amazing. It should, because she's better than I am, and I'm not good enough. You know, I don't do good enough and, mm-hmm. and there's that battle inside of yeah. you know like figuring out well, what's your strengths what do you love to do um, what are the and just because somebody else does something doesn't mean that you're actually supposed to do that right. now the big thing that we're all called to do is to love people yeah. that's it you know we're, we're, we love people yeah. and to be the real deal I think there's a real so deal honesty about who you are and how you love people that are around you. Okay. And then know this, and I, I could go on for, because you know, I'm like amplified, I could just keep going and going and going. <laughs> I have a really long, I have a long conversation at times. But, but seasons, like, don't think that because you're in one season, mm-hmm. that that's it. That's, right. a, that's exactly. all that you're, you know, because there's different seasons, especially mm-hmm. in women's life. There are different seasons mm-hmm. that take okay. a lot more yep. of your energy yep. and time. Yep. And then, and then your energy and time, it's changed. And then yep. you're like, wait a minute. Wait, this is what I, this is who I am. Yep. I mean, yep. actually, that isn't who you are. Mm-hmm. You are you to be yep. conformed to the image of Christ. And, and that women of all have, have lots of different things that happen yep. through their lives. Yes, right. And so, okay. like, different people in different, especially, like, what did the moms in here? I think she had seven kids. I'm like, please, Krista. be a mama of seven kids. And yeah. you that is yeah. such an investment yeah. that you can't compare yourself to a yeah. person that has older kids yes. and two. Yes. You, know, you can't compare all that to each other. And so us women, we have to be so careful of comparing each other. I, you know, before, I mean, I started teaching about, I started teaching Sunday school before I met Casey. Because it was just, they said, who will do it? I'll do that. So literally, my gifting lifted its hand. Okay, I, I lifted my hand not knowing. And then and I went, what? Nobody else lifted their hand. I went, oh. So I started teaching in a sense before Casey because it was what something I liked. 
So I've always liked that kind of mm. pathway. Yeah. None of them could figure out how to do it. But in any which way, you know, everybody always be Laurie Copeland, and I'm like, hello, I'm so not her. And, and then try to figure out who you are in the gifting. So, okay. That's good can stuff. I, can, can I just jump on that? When you're talking about season, know your season, and, and kind of going that out of flow, this has probably been my biggest struggle in ministry, is I became so bitter and jealous toward the things my husband could do that I could not do because I was a stay-at-home mom and feeling like I was missing out on opportunity to connect or I couldn't just drop everything and go to the church and put the lights on or I couldn't just go to a dinner or I couldn't travel. And I spent so many years bitter at home, missing opportunities to invest in my boys because I was so focused on what I couldn't do that it actually had a lot of friction and tension in our marriage. And it, it kind of stifled, so to speak, the ability for me kind of to really leave my husband the way that he could because he'd come home to a naive, bitter wife at home instead of someone at home just going, man, this is my season. I'm going to love these boys and I'm going to change these diapers. I'm going to spank these butts and I'm going to... <laughs>
That being said, we have set aside a day every week to this day on Fridays. It is our day. T- I tell all our staff, do not knock on my door. You will be very embarrassed at who comes to the door or what comes to the door. So do not come to our house on Fridays. It is our day. There are no kids home. And we, it is our day just to be us. Friday evening was our boys' time, where we give everything we have to our boys. That does not mean, though, when you're at a restaurant and a sweet couple comes up to tell your husband how amazing the word was, that you shut them off completely. You have to be kind and cordial, but then explaining to your boys, this is what we chose. Yeah. We were called to this, and we chose to walk in it. And this is part of that calling. So I think for us, balance is just a word we just don't. And it does not exist in our world because it's, it's all-inclusive. And just learning the ebb and flow in the season of there's times you got to get away. There's times you need to stay home. But as far as balance, trying to wear different hats and balance it out, at least for me, it's Awesome. Perfect. Great answer. Really good. I will say this about balance. Anything that you can afford to have somebody else do that's yes. something that's um, yes. like yes. take your I own heart that. and soul, and always true. do it. Yep. Like, like so if true. you can hire someone for your home to clean it, so true. Somebody, and now, you know, Google stuff, man, and you can get everything delivered. But yeah. right, cool. anything that you Sometimes. can take off your plate, yep. at, especially in different seasons, take it off. That you can afford. Yep. So then you have to believe, you know, believe God and p- put that into your budget mm-hmm. and believe for that to be taken care of in different kinds That's of ways. That's so good. That is so true. Good job. Good job. Good job. Okay, yeah. he's a house cleaner. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Just twice a month, but I'll take it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. Okay. Yeah. Once a month, whenever. Yeah. Okay, Wendy. Las Vegas. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing city that you live in, but it's awesome that God's in it and He's called you to it. And all the the voices and the things that here are speaking to women. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a great speaker for women and on their behalf. What would you, because there's not just pastor's wives in this room, right? There's, right. there's, right. there's girls yeah. on staff. What is your message for women today? Yeah. Good. Well, um, I don't know. It's just kind of amazing that what God did in my heart is growing up in the ministry. I always, no, no disrespect to my parents at all, but I saw women's ministry as like, just like the bane of my existence. Like just a small piece of hell on earth, you know? <laughs> and I just was like, Benny, when we go to start a church, I'll do anything, but I am not doing women's ministry. Terrible. And so he's like, I don't care. Do whatever you want, you know? So we came and then... Oh, unfortunately, I had a prayer life, and then God spoke to do women's ministry, and my heart was just kind of open, and now it, it genuinely is just a huge passion in my life. And uh, I think in that is um, just tearing down the idea of, you know, any kind of competition or, you know, we are different than men. We just are different, and we can accept that and just own who we are in Christ and just be really, really honest about that. And then just being strong. You know, we... we, we sometimes exalt certain characteristics over other characteristics as women, yes. you know, and then we see a woman that's strong and we're like, oh, she's a little bit like a man. No, maybe she's just a strong woman. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I just, I watch my language, you know, I watch, and I, I'm sometimes a language police around people, you know, when they say like, oh, that guy's such a woman. It just irritates me and I'm like... No, he's just an emotional man. Right. And it's okay to be an emotional right. man. There's yeah. nothing wrong with him or me right. or you. Amen. So, I think it's just really, really being strong in who God has created you to be. And I think that's right. You know what's so beautiful is, honestly, I married Benny. And I absolutely thought, like, as strong as I am, 
And that, uh, you know, if you know my mom and how strong she is, it's like I'm from a long line of strong women. And then I birthed like the meekest, sweetest, most feminine, beautiful, soft-spoken daughter. And God just really taught me about the different faces yeah. of strength. Yeah. And it doesn't always wear like the brash creature like I might be. Sometimes it's that quiet, sweet, and meekness is such a beautiful characteristic. Yeah. And just really celebrating yeah, the different faces yeah. of strength in women. So maybe a little bit of a long answer there. That's great. Right. Oh, that's so good. I love that's that. Good. that. Okay, we're going to go quickly because we don't have too much time. Yeah. With treats. What are some things you do? She said, y'all have almost been married 40 years. Uh-huh. And Pastor Casey. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you have done and do to keep your marriage strong, mm-hmm. fresh, and not being disconnected? Okay. Number one, lots of sex. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, no. But I'm just saying that I think that um, I go, I think that we. Oh, we all like. Okay. 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 Defined by your definition, not by my definition. I'm just saying that also. I'm just saying that our seasons and there's life, and you know, there's babies and challenges. And but I will say that you cannot. If you see, if you come and you come into your marriage and you come in and done kind of like, all right, great, sex is fine, we have sex, but whatever. And for many different reasons, maybe there's things that have been in your past. Maybe there's some things that uh, he has in his past. Sometimes we only think it's about us, but many times it is about your husband too. And conversation is so important in in developing the intimacy of what that really is. Really, what I'm saying is that intimacy that you have an intimacy of your life that both of you are are naked and non-shamed, yep. and that there's a, a clarity in that and a fun in that and a joy in that and that and, the, and that you're both healed. You know, like there's there's healing in both of you. And so it's a part of you that is you're touchable constant. I think that people, husband and wife, should touch each other a lot more often. Just so just as you're you know, you walk around and you literally touch because we're a non-touch, we're a text people, we're we we become a little bit too untouchy in our world and the most important person you can touch is your husband. So I'm not a touchy person. Why? Then you don't need to touch to anybody else. So that's him. That's him. That's him. That's him. You change your 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 personality bent for yep. is that person. So and so you so learn good. how to have fun. And I always say, hey, listen, sisters, listen, let's just talk from this perspective. You have appetizers, you have breakfast sometimes, you have lunch sometimes, you have snacks, you have dinner, and then you have full course meals. Right. You know? Right. And, and sometimes I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm getting it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Some women have this kind of like, well, I don't have time. I'm like, what? Five minutes? Thank you. Five minutes. Yes. Five minutes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I just wanted yes, to talk a minute. That's good. That we have. Like, hey, listen. That's we all need We all need a whole Come on. course meal on a regular basis. But not all the time. Not all the time. Okay. Thank you. Your husband will really appreciate snacks. Yes. Married person, not based on how much we are all the time. Because there's so much about 
it's just um, talking, laughing, loving, supporting. Um, we we are active. We love to hike. We love motorcycle. We love to um, you know bike. We're we're very. We, we find other hobbies that we also are involved with in our life together. I don't do all of them because he likes to golf and I drive. And I'm like, well, do I have to golf? Because I like to read. And if you have to read, I'd rather read those hours that he's golfing. Right. Yeah. So so there's right. compromise in life and things like that. You know, and some people say, well, make sure you have a date week. You know, have a date night or a week. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, try that. Yeah. My husband's right. Or my sister's right. That doesn't always work. Everything right. doesn't work no. in yep. a box. Yep, it does. Right. But it does work that he is the first person yep. that you think about or that you give to or that so you're good. celebrating. Yes, you know, yes, go yes. For it. And of course, there's whole books written on it that are really good. That <laughs> so good. I'll end. That was so good. Aren't you glad we can talk about that kind of stuff nowadays? Oh my gosh. I was growing up and you just didn't even say that word. But that's, that's so good. You need to hear that. Some of you just needed to hear nothing else but that's just true. be touchy with your that's husband. Yeah, just I love give that. a little, yeah. no, they need that. Yes. I, you know, I, I've told a lot of girls that sometimes I thought Dino was the only, I, I just needed it from him, but he needs it from me. Yes. So please do that's that, so girls. Okay? Awesome. We've got so many more good questions. I'm so kind of short. Okay, let me see. April, let's talk about this. Let me switch gears for a second. So we talked a little bit today about diversity. Mm-hmm. Pastor Miles, it was so, so good. Yes. And I think yes. the church, we have to talk about now, you know, we always say talk about we've got to be vocal, we can't stay silent. And I know that um, you and Nikon, that's that's a passion of you guys, and, and it's a passion of arcs that our churches look diverse and they are diverse and not just that we say we are, but we really are. Talk about that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so obviously, my if you don't know my husband, my husband's dad is 100% black. He would say drinking purple Kool-Aid fried chicken black. So that's offensive. I apologize. That was awesome. But you know that's what he would say. So that's, that's my father on my side, and they're amazing. Yes. If there's so a family reunion, that's the one I'm going to because the food is mm-hmm. the best. Right. <laughs> and then he, his mom is completely white, like hee-haw white. Very country and white. And then obviously I'm white, um, completely white.
And the moment that I got there and thought I could save the world, I had a big lesson to learn, a hard, a rude awakening that I had in front of me to understand that there's, there's a bigger gap than just color. And so for the last 12 years, we've been on a mission to now bridge the gap, to stay in the middle, to be a people that look at both sides, as, as Pastor Miles talked about this morning, have a conversation. Some of my closest friends end up being some of those 65-year-old mamas who could teach me how to cook, who could teach me how to love, who, who could teach me things that I didn't know. And if we're not careful, we make great assumptions that maybe the black community doesn't want us, or the white community doesn't accept us, or whatever side of the spectrum you're on. But being with a husband who's biracial and doesn't have a choice but to embrace both sides has forced us to stay stuck in the middle and to be diverse, not just in color, but in our thinking. Mm-hmm. And so the greatest thing you could do, I think, is to lay down your opinions, lay down your thoughts, and stop thinking you have the answers, and stop talking and start listening. Okay. And if someone who loves to talk, I've had to learn that. We touched on this a little bit, and I think you did, Wendy, but I wanted to ask you just to touch on it again a little bit. You know, in ARC, a lot of girls that will come in and they want to plant a church, and they'll say, you know, my husband feels cold, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I do yet. Yeah. And I'm so different from him. You know, he's a speaker, and I don't really feel called to that. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I think you and your husband are different. You know, how have you navigated the difference between you two? And and, and just speak to some of that. And I would say, you know, irregardless of whether there's a pastor before your name, or if you are the the pastor wife, there's a little bit of a distinction there. Um, I just want you to know that you deserve to have a moment that really God calls you into this. So it doesn't matter what your role is or what office you're walking in. You still deserve to be given the, you know, the... The option to be hearing from the voice of God for you. You are called, even if it's support. I I said that wrong because I'm not trying to, you know, downplay your role at all. Like it's so valuable and important. But really, you do need a word from God for you. You do, because there will be times when the rubber meets the road. There will be times when it is challenging. There will be times. And you're thinking, I didn't sign up for this. And I know none of us really signed up for it, but you have to go back. You know, you have to have it written in your Bible or in your phone or recorded somewhere, you know, on SoundCloud or something where you say, God spoke to me today. Go to Las Vegas. I, I, am, I, am, I feel grateful and honored. I think I am the best husband. So sorry. But I think I am the best husband. But he waited. He waited until I heard from God. He heard from God months before me. And we didn't move. We didn't plan. We didn't look for houses. We did nothing until I heard from God. And I didn't even know how it would all, you know, kind of turn out. And and God knew. But I had a word. So I just really, really encourage you. You might already be planting and thinking, oh, no, cart before the horse. Don't worry about that. Just get with Jesus. Get with Jesus. Have him give you a scripture. Come on. Write that scripture down. Put it up on your mirror. Frame it beside your bed. Do something to remind yourself about the call of God on your life. It's so important. I mean, what Pastor Jeff is just sharing today, first of all, you all need to get that message. Because, I mean, if you think you don't need it today, next week you're going to. So please get that message and like have it on repeat on your phone because you're going to need that message. And then get that scripture and really hold on to it. And I'm just going to say, and I know, are we done? Am I going over time? Are we good? You're good. We're good. Um, 
I, 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 am, I am grieved at um, the amount of friends that aren't in this anymore. And that hurts my heart. And um, yeah. there's just something in me that says, guys, if, girls, not guys, if, if we can't make it work for us, then what are we preaching? Yeah. Like if what we're preaching can't work for our lives, we're the pastors. Yeah. Yeah. We're the leaders. We can't get over offense. We can't forgive someone that doesn't deserve it. We can't let things go. We can't speak good about people who speak evil about us. If we can't make this work, my God, let's, we got to go find something else that works. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just something in my soul that says, I have, I have a responsibility as a follower of Jesus, as, as a, you know, a generational now pastor to pick up this mantle, to trust the word of God, to make it a good effect in my life. It has to work in me. How can I speak to the prostitute? How can I speak to the one who's, you know, confused about their sexual orientation when it can't even work for me? Right, right. And I know Jesus my whole life. Right. And I just encourage a fire to rise up on the inside of you and say, enough is enough. It's going to hurt. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to be so imperfect and messy. But in the name of Jesus and by the call of God on my life, I will. I will. I will continue on this pathway. I will not give up. I will not deter from the call of God on my life. And I just encourage you. That's by that word, that scripture. You got to always go back to that. That he placed me on this pathway. Therefore, if he has graced me for this path, then I can do it by his grace. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was awesome. That was so good. It's truth. It is. We can't do it. No. That was so, so good. Mm-hmm. We're just going to end with one more question. We're not going to take questions from the audience because I feel like <laughs> I wanted to, I want you guys to talk about this. That was awesome. That was like a dream. Thank that you. That was really, really good. Gosh, love it. Um, talking about us girls and, and all that we go through, how have you girls become comfortable in your own skin? You know, because that's a battle. And, and at ARC, you know, we hear a lot too, well, I'm not the typical pastor's wife. Right. What is the typical pastor's wife anymore? You know, it's not a play the piano and breathe worship. It's just whatever God's called you to do. Amen? Yeah. And thank God that's over. Um, you know? <laughs> Dino thought that's what he had to marry. You know I can say that, I can't play the But um, how do you navigate that? How do you speak to that and help the girls with that? Probably that's what, that's why in the very beginning that's the first thought that I thought of sharing with all of us is that we are extremely different. And when people say, you know, like what is the typical I mean my mom did play the piano and did sing <laughs> and did everything. She had her own TV show one time, she had her, you know, Red Love the Youth and you know I mean she just was that and but I did learn from her in that way. For the I wasn't super close to her. So unfortunately I, I didn't get some of the things maybe that I could have got. And I'll just bring up this one thought. Sometimes, like I my parents were great people, but I wasn't super close with my mom. And some people you you strive all your life to have something that in some ways you're I mean, just hitting your head against the wall. Some things you have to kind of come to a place of going, I'm gonna to come to a place of peace. And I'm going to let that be okay. My mom's gone. I get. I don't. You know, like, and you know, really too many did. years. Had, I mean, it was like she was a wonderful person. People in our church adored her. And all my life, people would say, "Why isn't she your best friend?" And I, and I just smile and I would just go along my way. Why? Well, she had my other sisters. I don't know. And then my, my dad. 
And I think sometimes we get caught up in a situation like, I need to get this better, I need to get this better, but you're hitting your head against a wall because it isn't, it's, you just have to come to, plan, to a place of what it is. Not what it like, not the storybook of story life. And sometimes I think in, in just being who you are, the reason that we have problems is that we put a storybook in front of us, but we don't really go, what is real? What is what is my life? Or like, who am I? I mean, I'm not, you know, like, like I didn't want to sing. My mom sang, so why would I sing? She did that, so I wasn't going to do that. Like, maybe my rebellion stopped certain things in me, and maybe that's the same thing in you. So you hit your head against a wall, and you say, "Yeah, but I did. I don't want to do that. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to be? How are you going to be that person in the church?" And I would say our personalities, all of us, have extremely strong personality. You have a different personality bent, which is really beautiful that they can see your personality bent. But we are very similar. And so I'll bet you we take I'll pick those those little charts and yeah. we actually yeah, we come up the same. We get it. We've done our just like that. that. Yeah. Me and April are identical in, in our even in our strength and weaknesses. But we're not you and you're not us. And God didn't call me to be married to your husband. He called you to be married to your husband. And just like I used to whine about needing to be Sharon Doherty, God, Casey would say, are you kidding me? Why would I, why, I mean, you know, he would, and I, not to talk bad about Sharon Doherty, because she's one of those, oh, she's driving me up the wall. And I can laugh, you know, now I recognize she would have driven up the wall, right? Because we, but we discount who God put together. Right. We don't value that our gifting and our strengths and our passions are a part of the mix of the whole. And that's the same thing with him. He, your husband has certain gifting and passions that aren't the same as another man's. Right. And so you can't compare, well, you should be somebody else and say, see, just like you need to accept yourself, you actually, in some season of your life, you're going to have to say, and I accept my husband. As who he that's is really good. and that's his gifting, wow. this is who he is also. And good. rejoice in that gifting. Yeah. You yeah. and I him and the work together. Awesome. That's awesome. So good. I think the strong personality, like my, for a long time I was a big fish in a small pond. So when I would go to other ladies' conferences or be invited places just to attend, not to speak, but just to go, I would hate green rooms or um, these things. Oh my gosh, these things. I would wait at the bottom of the stairs for like the last moment so I could slip up in the back seat and scroll through social media and try to get the heck out as quick as I could. And so feeling inferior, but then coming in with such a judgmental attitude of sizing everyone up and what are they going to think of me? I'm not like them. We say that so much, I'm not like them. You are so much like the girl you're sitting next to. It's disgusting. Yes, you have different personalities. Yes, you have different strengths. But I, that term just makes me so annoyed when we just say, well, she won't understand me. Really? She had kids, too. I'm sure there is something she understands. Really? She, they don't have money for their budget, either. I'm sure that she right, understands that's something. Right. That's so for right. a long time, I did ministry alone, and it sucked. So I go home in my whiny little closet, Roll it to God. No one understands my strong personality. No one understands my gift. No one understands that I don't have pastors as parents. And I don't. That, 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 there was an ark when we planted. What the heck is ark and all these spoiled girls that have ark? We didn't have. Oh, I love it. And so I had all these tantrums with God instead of just owning up and he go, you know what? I'm insecure. And I feel really awkward being in this room and talking to girls. And then you talk to someone and they say, oh, me too. I'm so glad. Can we talk? Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. So I think what I have learned is to get over April Carter and realize there's more April Carters in the chairs than what I realized. Just suck it up and say, yep, I'm scared. 
we're just let's be scared together. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's so good. Uh, I struggle. Um, I don't like green rooms either, but I, I'm doing better now. And uh, but I, I struggled a lot of times. Every time I got a speaking engagement, and right before I go up to speak, I hear this voice. They really wanted your husband. They really wanted your brother. They really wanted your dad. They really wanted your mom. They're just having you so that maybe they could invite them. And I was just, and I still hear the voice, and I'm better at, um, at like, you know, working through that and getting over that. But that is the voice. So it was so evil and so wrong. And uh, and I think robbed a lot of situations. The joy of seeing people's lives change and being there and being in the moment. I think it robbed a lot of moments. Oh, from me over life and that took me a little while to get over that 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 maybe they've hurt everyone but they just genuinely wanted yeah. me you know yeah, and uh, comparison Ugh. it's it's evil it is absolutely evil and it just gets in there because it doesn't look evil it doesn't come at you like saying like I'm the devil you know right <laughs> it, it comes it feels so natural it's yes. what we do and we yes. Instagram and social media and it's just a part of everyday life but um, it's really evil when you start going down that pathway yeah, and um, will rob a lot. It you. does rob. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, girls, this was amazing. Yeah. Did you receive anything from this? Event? <laughs> I know you did. Wow. I hope you took a lot of good notes because this was some powerful things that you girls shared. And it's so cute. You're so cute. You have a strong personality. Yes, my daughter. a girl by the hand and let's just pray for one another for a second. Can we? I just love our time together. This was just, it was so good for me. I just loved hearing everything that was shared and I don't know about you, but don't take these for granted. Hide it in your heart so they'll never be the same. You remember God let you be a part of this so that he can remind you of these things when you face these times that you're alone and you don't know what to do and you feel insecure and you can't make it. He's going to say, remember what we said. Remember what Abel said. Make it. Father, we thank you for this amazing time together. Lord, we just need you so much. God, we cannot make it without you. Lord, you are everything. And Father, I pray that you go with each girl or in their ministries and their churches as they lead, as a mother, as their wives, Father, as their friends. Guard their hearts, Lord. Guard their homes, Jesus. Lord, let you be the ruler of their homes. God, we pray peace over their lives. Yes, we do, Lord. Lord, we cast away fear of the future and that church. Will anyone show up? God, we know that when you're in, great things are going to happen. Thank you, Lord. Yes. And Lord, we just leave greatness on the inside of every lady here. They're uniquely made. They're awesome in your sight. And we love them and we believe in them. And we thank you for it. Everybody say, Amen. Amen.